Welcome to Canny Cross Conversations with me, Michelle. And me, Louise, talking all things dogs, running and canny sports. This episode is sponsored by the Get Stronger Run a Faster 5K course. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with their dogs. Hello, welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Louise and I are doing something a little bit different this week because we have been reading an article in the Weekend Press, as I'm sure many of you in our Canny Cross community have read, that was published in The Times entitled Why I'll Never Be a Dog Jogger. Um, So we thought we'd chat a little bit about the article, first of all, um, and then just talk you through why it is safe to run with your dog and what you need to put in place so that you can do that safely um, and have a good time rather than get injured. So Louise, do you want to kind of introduce what the article was talking about really for people who haven't had an opportunity to read it yet? Yeah, so it was it was um, the journalist uh, Peter B who um, uh, decided, and, and I understand this completely, decided that she wanted to run with her dog to eliminate, you know, time-wise really, wasn't it, to um, to, to get the, her dog run exercised and also her run-in, which I think is how most of us get into um, canny cross. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a, yeah. it's a common thing I hear from people. They don't have much time. They might be working full-time. They need to get themselves exercised. They need to get the dogs exercised. Yeah, so I totally get that. And she, in her article, she says, I've resisted it because I think my dog is a more of a Usain Bolt than a Mo Farah. Um, so she was obviously aware that, you know, her dog was going to be a strong puller and she was concerned about that and rightly so. But I think, you know, life gets in the way as it does for all of us. And, um, you know, the article goes on to say that she tried it. She bought a waist belt off Amazon for nineteen ninety nine, And, you know, perhaps we need to re- rename the Canning Cross waist belt because you get confused, don't you? But literally she is wearing one that goes around the, her waist uh, with no of uh, the pelvis um, or sort of like the climbing bit, as I always call it. Uh, around her pelvis um and basically uh her dog saw a a squirrel and took off and uh she took off as well um so yeah i think that was the main the main gist of the article and obviously she got very injured which obviously we're very yeah sorry for and, and that's very unfortunate that that happened um but what we want to do as canny cross instructors, and we see a lot of people wearing waist belts, don't we? You know, and sometimes I'll stop people and have a little chat. I don't know what you do, Michelle. Um, but it is really, really important. And if you are a canny crosser, you know all this, but so it's really important that we get this out. So please, please share this podcast so that we can educate people because that's what we were what we want to do. So everyone can enjoy it. Yeah. So we thought we'd take you through a few things really that you can share with people who are perhaps thinking about running with a dog because um it's it's quite normal when you start and I have been in this position I completely understand this journalist point of view because when I started running with Poppy I had realized that she had a very strong prey drive and I had realized that I needed to keep her on a lead and I was adamant that I wanted to run with her 
but I didn't do kind of any research into Canicross then. I hadn't even heard of Canicross, to be honest. Um, and I went to, I think it was a pet superstore, and I bought a bungee lead with a little bit that ties around your waist, so a waist lead. And it was sold there it, with all the other dog leads as a Canicross running belt. I thought this will be great. And I remember our first um, our first outing, I took her along the canal. Um, <laughs> and now, yeah, she, she's not like Pickle, Louise. I can hear you laughing there. She's not like Pickle in that she'll she'll want to lunge into the water. She's not, she's not water, a water dog. She does like ducks sometimes. Um, but I remember seeing ahead of us, there's a very large swan on the path. Um, and I, I remember my husband was with me and I remember saying to him, I don't feel like I've got any control to stop her if she lunges at that swan. So I was aware of that. I was aware of a prey drive and I still had this waist belt because that was the only option that I knew about. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware of it. So as it happened, the swan made it into the water. She didn't lunge. We were all fine. There were no injuries. Um, and it was only after posting um, about this on social media um, that um, Lara from Dogfit got in touch actually and introduced yeah. me to the wonderful sport of Canicross and I'm so glad that she did because I wouldn't be where I am now we wouldn't be making this podcast together no. would we no um, so I completely understand why people if they're in a pet shop will see these running belts and think yes they're suitable for running with your dog so we just wanted to talk a bit about why they're not really and what you should be looking for instead yeah. And I think it's really important to sort of, you know, what is Canicross? Because it is running with your dog. You know, they're the two things. So you're running with your dog, you're attached to your dog. Um, and it's a Canicross waist belt, but that ties around your waist. But the difference is from the ones that you originally had and the ones the journalist used um, this time is that it's like you have a sort of pull section that you've got leg leg bits haven't you I, I i refer to it like a climbing harness i don't quite know how yeah how it is similar and the, the leg straps are there aren't they to yeah. stop your harness slipping up and injuring your back there to keep it on your pelvis which is the strongest part of us we have a lot yeah. of control there so they keep that into position so that that's really really important there's there's some <clears throat> sort of some really important the kit is so so important and um and i'm i think you have more control when you've got that kit on and and I think you know if Petra had um had that sort of canicross kit then things might have been a lot different for her um, yeah and we totally understand how frightening and frustrating that must be when you've you've thought right I'm, I'm going to do something that I was a little bit nervous about and it's gone so wrong and and this journalist has ended up injured with a broken rib unfortunately um because the waist belt has um it's it's been in a position where the, the dog has lunged at a squirrel um and it's yeah it's unfortunately broken a rib yeah uh, I, I think it was the sort of the falling the, the yeah. from, from the article but the things so the things that we sort of were concerned about um and, and we sort of want to put out there a little bit more is that you need first of all you need to know your dog and actually to be fair to the journalist she did know her dog <laughs> But, you know, Pickle's got a high prey drive. Poppy's got a high prey drive. Very. And I know that Pickle will pull, you know, and that's that's the good thing for Canicross. But before you start all these things, you need to know how strong your dog is. How much does it weigh compared to you? It's all these sort of, you know, I've taught someone Canicross before now who's really small, really petite, and I've had this massive dog. It didn't work. You, you know, the dog was too strong for her. And, you know, my advice was, 
maybe not to Canicross because it was, you know, it was going to end in disaster until she'd got the commands in. Uh, but we'll talk about those later. So let's talk about our tips really for what you should be considering if you're thinking about starting running with your dog so that you can do it safely and that you're not put off um, to carry on. We want everybody to have a really nice first experience. So first of all, we would recommend doing some research into Canny Cross and looking at some proper kit. So there are, you know, there are a lot of resources online now. There are lots of instructors dotted around the country, like Louise and myself, who can help you, meet you, do a session with you, talk through the commands, and most importantly, have a look at the kit that you're wearing so that you feel safe. I don't know about you, Louise. One of the things I always do, first of all, is I make sure once I've fitted a suitable harness for both human and dog I will make sure that the human feels comfortable being able to stop with their dog before we start any running um, and we make sure you know if the dog already knows a steady command that we use that and that they're comfortable with stopping because I think we just need to feel safe don't we yeah and I think that's where the commands come in isn't it so um just before we go on to those though but going back to the kits the importance of good quality um, kit is that it, it's good quality. So a lot of the cheap stuff that's bought, you know, for example, the bungee lead. So the, the, the article states that the bungee just sort of catapulted over. There's probably no bungee in it, is there really, to, to t- absorb the shock of the dog moving? Yeah, um, I've, I've had a I've had a cheap bungee lead off Amazon before before I discovered Canny Cross, <laughs> um, and it didn't work as well as my Canny Cross bungees because yeah. it just wasn't designed to you know to withhold the force of a dog pulling me that much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if if you are looking to to run with your dog, do invest in a proper bungee. And I know they can seem expensive, but they are priced like that for a reason because they do work better than the cheaper the cheaper belts and yeah. cheaper leads that you will find and they so think, absorb shock won't they yeah. the does yeah, do so I think that's, yeah so I think the kit is the really the most important and we're going to highlight some people that you can get kit from um at the end but that is really really important so sorry we've talked about commands we started talking about it because actually it is one of the big things isn't it um, and it's like training your dog, dog just generally to walk, to come back, retrieve. You've got to train your dog um, canny cross commands. Now, you don't have to use canny cross commands. You can use, you know, if it's an older dog going, you take into up canny cross, you can use the commands that they already have. Um, maybe not right and left because you don't tend to teach those. Like, well, I never did. <laughs> I, think, I think the right and left commands are the, are the commands that most people don't know. I think generally yeah. a dog will know um, heel. Um, it will know go or come on, as people might say. Um, yeah. it, it will know a few commands already. Um, so it's just making the most of those. But training is so important because if you think about it, we are harnessing an animal to us and are going to be running at speed with it. So we do we do need to make sure that we're working as a team here. I don't think we can expect a dog to know what to do, particularly when they're in front of us and can't see us. No, so starting them off walking is a really good thing to do. And actually, you can practice your canny cross commands when you are out walking. Um, And, you know, if you've got a puppy that you want to potentially canny cross with, by all means, start doing the commands while they're training. Start, you know, your commands that you want. It's really, really important. Um, 
So, yeah, so there's there's sort of no reason. You've got to train your dog, especially the stop command. Yeah, which, so what, yeah. what commands would we recommend people start with? What, what do you normally recommend, Louise? So I use stop or I use steady. Um, I use steady a lot, actually. I don't know how effective it is sometimes, but no, I do use steady a lot. Poppy knows steady. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's quite good at that. Yeah, so I use that and I use stop, slow and steady. So that's just to give me the control. Um, I use right and left. But to get her going, I do let's go. And when I first started, I used to do let's go with a clap. I don't do that now because I don't need to. Um but with people starting off, sometimes we, you know, to G them up to, to pull. I still clap, you know. I still yeah. clap. Yeah. No, I, I actually <laughs> don't need to. <laughs> if I want a steady start, we don't clap. I might yeah. be say anything. You know, for Pickle, it's as soon as she's in the kit, she's ready to go. Um, so we, we just sort of start slowly and get going. How's but Pickle I, with the heel command? Is she okay? Uh, downhills. She, she, uh, well, I do the behind. Okay. So I have her behind me, which is brilliant at, which I think you've actually seen when I've been up running with you. I have actually, yeah. Yeah, very impressive she is. Yeah, so she's really good at that. So, you know, but again, it's about knowing your dog and knowing what worked for you because some people find, you know, in my groups, some people find the behind really hard to do, but it'll do a nice side, you know, a heel or whatever. So it's working with your dog and what you've got. But you need to know that they know those commands. And I think that's that's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's also important to know your dog's personality as well, isn't it? Because, I mean, I started running with Poppy because she had a high prey drive. But, yeah, when, when I look back and I consider that I didn't think that she might pull me over <laughs> at first, yeah. which thankfully didn't happen, Um yeah, I, could, I can understand why other people wouldn't consider that as well. Um, we do have a very, very good episode with um, Tracy McLernan, episode 10, all about dogs with a high prey drive. It's full of advice on how to manage this. Um, so do give that a listen if you do have a dog like Louise and I do. Um, who who likes to chase things um, and they don't necessarily just like to chase creatures do they I know my dog kind of likes cyclists sometimes no Pickle's all right uh, with that <laughs> um, and she's also not keen on dogs coming up to her as well um, she yeah so that and there's another there. good uh, podcast yeah. we did with Hannah um, about reactive dogs and canis cross because actually it can be a really positive thing but it's how to manage that so again don't be afraid if you've got because again as an instructor, we get lots of people coming on, oh, my dog's reactive, I don't want to run with other dogs, but actually it can be a really positive thing. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. can. But, yeah. So that's episode nine. That's episode nine. And, yeah. you know, there are, there are plenty of events out there as well, you know, um, that have a novice category. I'm yet to try one. As, as regular listeners of our podcast will know, I have never done a race yet. Um, I will get round to it. <laughs> you will. Um, <laughs> But there are loads of events out there. Have a listen to our recent event series um, where we interview loads of event directors. Um, They're always welcoming beginners. And and there's so many people actually going to an event is really good. Even if you just go to watch, it's a really good thing to do because it will give you so much information. And people are happy to talk about their dogs, their kits and everything else. So it's just a really nice atmosphere. so yeah, go go to some events if there's one nearby and uh, find out a little bit more about Canny Cross that way. And there'll be stores and things like that. So um, that's really good. 
So, yeah, it's really important to sort of know your dog, but you do know your dog, but you need to sort of work with that. The other thing is choosing a route um, to play to your dog's strengths. So we tend to run off-road. We do a little bit of road if we're, you know, just going on the pavements up to where we we run across the fields and stuff like that. And that's not a problem, but it just doesn't need to be too much on road. Um, And again, I see that a lot going on uh, around our, our way. I don't know if you do, Michelle, but I see a lot of people just running their dogs uh on on pavements on their normal road routes and that upsets me but um i can't yeah, tell i think there's a there is a distinction to make though in that sometimes a dog will just trot by your side at a yeah. slightly quicker pace um and that's fine and in that instance you know a waist belt might be okay because your dog might be really well trained um it might never want to lunge at a squirrel or a cat darting across the road or anything um, and that's fine. But yeah, I, I would just always advise caution with these waist belts in particular, um, um, just because you never quite know, you know, something might happen, something might dart out of a bush in front of you. Um, yeah. So it is better to be prepared, isn't it? And think about the unexpected situations that might happen. Yeah, and they, and they will happen. But yeah, um, but if you've got the commands and the control by having the correct kit and doing some training with your dog, it shouldn't end up in injury. Um, and there's a couple of things that we're going to talk about that, that, that you um, can do to, to sort of stop that happening. Yeah. But just so we tend to run off road because we're canny crossing and um, uh, yeah, going at a sort of different, faster pace. But the other really important thing is to build up gradually. So your dog might run for miles off lead. Absolutely fantastic. Your dog's going to be fit. But running in a harness is very, very different because if you think about it, they've got to pull in a different, they've got to pull, they've got to pull you. Um, so you need to build that up as well. So do think about that and, and building your dog up to the to the distances you want to do. We're seeing so many ultras and, you know, half marathons and, and people doing longer distance, which is really, really good. So we know our dogs can do it canny cross style, but we need to build it up and yeah, I, I usually recommend to everybody whether they are previous runners or not to to follow a couch to 5k program with their dogs when they're starting to run with the dogs in harness just to just to get used to it really it's quite different isn't it if, if your dog is a strong puller your dog's going to be exerting force it's going to be tired pulling into that harness with you providing resistance behind and you're going to be tired because you're naturally going to be running faster. Your legs will be turning over quicker. You'll be covering more ground. Um, and it is exhausting. You'll be out of breath. So I think building up to that is so important to just get your fitness levels where it, it's meant to be and just make sure that you're not causing injury to yourself or your dog. Yeah. Um, and we know from previous podcasts, don't we, that dogs don't tend to injure themselves too much in no. uh, in harness. It, so that, that the injury tends to occur um from to us and I haven't canny crossed for a while um you'll find out why soon um, and uh, <laughs> but I did canny cross at the weekend and it was really really interesting um and my, my fitness levels were like oh I thought I was quite fit so but the, the thing that you know the, the stride the, the the speed of it was just um so different to, to sort of running solo um so you need to build that up and the big big thing which um michelle and i are very passionate about is you need to strength train for yourself 
especially if like us and we know Canny Cross is aimed well not aimed I don't mean that is most people that Canny Cross are in their 40s 50s so for women you're going through the menopause potentially um this is something you should be doing anyway uh so strength tra- training to avoid injury um because yeah kind of cross changes your running um style doesn't it slightly yeah so yeah do check out our get stronger run a faster 5k course we have a new course um opening in january registration um, is open for that now at runafaster5k.com um, and we do have quite a few canny crossers on our course at the moment, don't we? That's just about to finish. So yeah. Yeah, it's important they... that they're feeling much stronger, much able to cope with the force that the dog exerts on them. And going through the mud that there's everyone's yeah. going through. <laughs> <laughs> so... Everywhere. I'm so I'm so fed up of mud at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's made for but but what's canny cross without mud? So exactly. Yes. So, uh, so yes, I think it's just really, I think the three main points that we, maybe four, but is, is finding the right kit. That is the, you know, we've noticed from that article that, you know, it doesn't work with cheaper kit. Um, the, the really good thing about um, the picture of uh, her with her dog Mabel is that he, she does appear to have a running harness on. So that's, that's quite good. The dog has a running harness. Um, we need to make sure that we know our dog. We need to make sure that we've trained our dog to commands, um, that we're running in the right areas for our dog and that we do some strength training for ourselves. And I think that's the sort of the sort of main things that we've sort of taken away from this article um, that she obviously didn't do, which, again, is a real shame. It is. And it's really sad that she said she doesn't ever want to run with a dog again when there is so many people out there who could help her do it safely. But, you know, I, I understand Canny Cross can be such good fun when it's done right. It's, it's beautiful teamwork. Like me and Poppy are such a good team. Um, it's great for reactive dogs. It's great for dogs with a big prey drive. Um, and, it, and it is safe, but it's just getting these things in place before you do it to make sure you've got the right kit. Well, and it's it's like a, a few people have said, you know, you you would train for what if you were doing a marathon, you would train, you do the right training. It's all the different things that you would do. And you need to do that with Canny Cross because it is a sport. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have um, some, uh, we asked a few of our, our Canny Cross friends who are sort of experts in the field. And so we've asked a couple of them for some top tips. So we um, spoke to Emily from K9 Trail Times and uh, so just listen to what Emily had to say. So I think people are under the impression that Canny Cross is simply running with your dog and because we are more experienced Canny Crossers we know that that's not the case and there's a lot more to it Um, but I think perhaps we need to get the message out to people that actually it is a sport and you do need to train for it and because you've got a dog involved who happens to have a mind of their own also then you do need to be putting in the effort training your canny cross cues when you run with your dog and it isn't just a simple case of attaching your dog to you via um, some kind of uh, you know bungee attachment that you've you've found online 
It's also really important, as we all know, to get the correct kit and to get a kit that suits you and your dog as individuals. So unfortunately, um, some people just sort of search for things on um, bigger uh, nameless or um, online sites and they find things that they think are suitable because they've got some keywords in there but aren't actually, and which is why it's also really important to go to a specific canny cross kit provider who can give you the advice uh, that you need to get the right equipment for you and your dog otherwise you might not have the best experience canny crossing that you can and we all want to try and encourage people because it is such a fun and safe sport if you do it correctly thanks emily for those great tips and advice you can find more about emily in the show notes below and then here's Kushler from Canny Cross Trail Runners, which is a Facebook page. We did interview Kushler for an episode as well, so do listen into that. But this is what Kushler had to say. My top tip would be to make sure that you uh, look after your dogs and that make sure they're in a good fitting harness and that you train them as well so that you change some directional command so they don't trip you up. Um, and it's one of those sports that actually you can't just go out and do that you need to put some groundwork in first. So a little bit like going out and deciding that you're going to run the London Marathon, you don't um, suddenly go and buy a pair of trainers from the middle of Little. You actually put some time and thought into the equipment that you're going to use and into the training you're going to do beforehand as well. Some great advice there from Kushler. So thank you for that. And I think what's coming through from both Emily and Kushler and from us is that you need the correct kits, you need to research a little bit and train your dog. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode. We would love to know your views on it. Um, have you ever been injured running with your dog? Um, you know, do feedback to us via our Instagram page or leave us a review on this episode. And please subscribe. That really helps us um, be seen by more people. Um, we did have um, a few um, favours to ask of our listeners in this episode. <laughs> we are recording some Christmas episodes over the next couple of weeks and we would love your ideas for what what you buy your dogs over Christmas as gifts. We're coming up with a Christmas gift guide, but we'd always like your ideas too. Um, and what do you get up to with your dogs over Christmas? You know, do they, do you end up traveling a lot to see family? Do you do long walks? Um, do you take them out to pubs and things? We're always interested to get ideas from you on where's dog friendly to visit. So we'd love to, to hear your feedback on this. Do let us know and listen out for our Christmas episodes. enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and if you get a moment please leave us a review we'll see you next time on canny cross conversations thank you to our sponsor get stronger run faster 5k find out more about the course at the link in the show notes it's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5k time and keep up with the dogs and it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.